0: Happy New Year. This is our 2022 wrap-up show. We're going to go into a little depth with the top five films of three of our great reviewers here and three that made the bottom of the list, one from each. We have with us our resident film guru, Professor Film Encyclopedia Brown. Hello out there. Also in the studio this morning, Scott the Amazing Chrisman. Hello, everyone. And live from New York, the marvelous Monica Schmidt.
1: It's not Saturday night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is true. All right, film. Let's start off with you. Five you liked,
2: one you didn't. Well, I think this has been a good year uh, for uh, things that have come out, and there were more yays than nays uh, than I have experienced in the last couple years, for sure. That's a good thing. And this list is not necessarily in the order of, okay, Mm -hmm. the best. And these are my favorites, and how I measured this is films that stuck with me. Films that uh, not only I said yay, but I said whoa, you know. I mean, it just kind of hung on. My number one film, uh, *Tar*, uh, the uh, Todd Field film. Uh, Kate Blanchett is marvelous as the world-renowned uh, conductor, who slowly disintegrates before our eyes uh, through the film, and Blanchett wonderful in anything she's in and uh people are talking about her for awards obviously for best acting uh she is wonderful in that film Mm -hmm. so tar uh, is at the top of my list so i would say that is at the top now the rest of these not necessarily in any kind of direct order okay uh the next film on my list is pearl ty west's uh prequel to X, which is interesting. X would have made my list as well because, uh, but I can only do five, but I'm kind of sneaking it in (laughs) here, guys. Uh, They both came out in uh, 2022. Mm -hmm. And uh, what really, uh, this is the prequel to X about the filmmakers who stumble into a strange uh, serial killer of sorts. This takes us back to The Origin of Pearl, the uh, uh, play by Mia Goth. And before I had seen uh, Blanchett, uh, in her role, I, Mia Goth's performance in this film is fantastic. Uh, and uh, I'd put it up there with some of the crazed type of things that you see uh, Nicolas Cage doing in mm-hmm. places. Uh, so Pearl, look it up. It, it's really great. The next film on my list is Mark Miload, uh The Menu. And oh, The yes. Menu uh which is now streaming on HBO Max right now, too. A mm-hmm. uh, wonderful satire of foodies, uh, of, uh, fetishization of food, of eating. Uh, it is a, just a uh, remarkable film. Uh, Ray finds is really great as the uh, crazed chef who sort of is heaping out big servings of vengeance as he <laughs> has invited all of these people to this island for this great big meal that uh, is at their peril. Okay. They think that they're being sort of specially selected uh, for something good. Well, they are specially selected, but uh, it turns otherwise. But it, it's really a marvelous, fun film, The Menu. And Anya uh, uh, Taylor-Joy does another great performance. Yeah, and, she's had a very good year. Oh, yes. Uh, my next, okay, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, uh Martin uh, McDonough. Okay. And that was kind of a, a lift for me to get it into there, but I... I it is a haunting film, uh, a film about friendships that are intense but broken, about isolation, and really a, uh, a film that puts Colin Farrell and Brenda Gleason uh, and their performances as the two friends who, who work through this uh, wonderfully uh, funny, intense, horrific uh, folktale. Okay, because really, when, the more I think about it, it really, though it's not a horror film, it does fit within the uh, folk horror uh, chain. Okay, meets all those qualifications. So, Banshees of Inishirin, uh look it up. It's really a lot of fun. Uh, my fifth is Bardo: The False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, by Alejandro Inarita, uh who uh, uh, you know him from Birdman and things like that, Revenant. Okay, this uh, really uh, puts him on. His long take, you know, he's a great man for long takes. That style uh, in, into the foreground deals with, well, the actor Daniel Jimenez Cacho, who plays a documentary filmmaker who is forced via a series of bizarre vignettes to reflect upon his career, his family, and identity. And I can't go much further into it, but it's a marvelous, surreal uh, take on creativity. Uh, kind of reminds, well, reminds you of Eight and a Half. Okay, oh, okay. And it also reminds you of uh, Woody Allen's Stardust Memories. Mm. Okay, sort of the huh. the, uh, the the dissolution uh, of uh, creativity and the what it forces upon you. It, it's a wonderful film. There's a dance sequence in the middle of the film, which is just just uh, jaw dropping. Okay, uh, so look up Bardo. A great film. My stinker um, is Don't Worry, Darling. Okay. I, look, I was wondering if it was going to be on your list uh,
1: Yeah, I just watched that on the plane to New York And uh, I was less than impressed
2: Yes, that is a film that severely hurt me Oh dear okay. uh, It, uh, it uh, dwelled in my mind In ways that I did not want it to Okay. It just was a mess uh, and, and did not work and, and may I slip in real quick Black Adam okay, uh, who, who goes in, the, in that group of stinkeroos
0: As well Okay, so there's my, there's my lurch. All right, Scott. your top five and worst?
3: Well, I liked uh, uh, Bullet Train. Was mm, okay. good. Uh, it was good. It was, I don't know if there's anything groundbreaking here, but it was well executed. Uh, just a simple pursuit of an item and uh, darkly funny. Uh, very violent with some new spins on those elements. I always enjoy when, like, oh, well, that's an interesting new way to have someone killed, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so they, they I like when it's not just straight ahead. And it made me... Uh, interested in what they were going to do next, so it kept kept uh, engaging me. Uh, the Gray Man was similar in that uh, element as well. I love when I don't know where things are going, and that was a uh, action filled. I don't want to call it a, a thinker really, but it was okay. That this is a new spin on this genre that I haven't. Um, I can't predict what's going to happen. Uh, so and well executed uh, performances as well. So I enjoyed that. Uh... Nope is on there, and I was kind of unsure about that at first, but the performances are great. Uh, it's very well acted. I did enjoy the the symbolism and the societal commentary that is kind of under the surface a little bit. you got to work for it a little bit. Um, but, I, but I enjoyed the experience. The visuals were great. Uh, also, they did a nice job with sort of the uh, uh, landscape experience where you're basically on a farm and in a small town for the majority of the movie Uh, and they did a good job exploring that space visually Um, enjoyed the glass onion also love a good ensemble cast and that was uh, not only well cast but well acted Um, again nothing groundbreaking necessarily but it was an enjoyable watch and I was engaged throughout so I thought well that's you know a solid solid outing there The one I think I enjoyed the most and and sticks with me, uh, as film said, keep thinking about it. Spiderhead was the uh, sci-fi sort of medical uh, experiments on an island uh, with Chris Hemsworth and uh, Miles Teller, and just the let's say the human experience and the sort of mental anguish with this this uh, um, experimenting that's going on with these prisoners and where you're never real sure what's going on uh, until you get towards the end. And that one earned its ending, did a good job with um, sort of the tension between characters and just an interesting take in the, I'll I'll put it in the sci-fi category, of things that are uh, within the realm of possibility, I think, where you're right on that bleeding edge of science to go, well, that, that seems kind of plausible. I feel like that could happen. Uh, so good, good execution there. Hmm. Uh, my stinker as well is is "Don't worry, darling," and it, it, <laughs> it stuck with me because I, I didn't wow. want it to be that one. But the more that they had so many good elements, they had a very good cast, and what really what really killed me, I think, is the ending that they didn't earn the ending, and you get seven eighths of the way through and then suddenly you go, Well, and here's the ending. You're like, Well that you didn't do anything to get to that. Uh, <laughs> so it felt felt kinda hollow yeah. and just didn't didn't live up to what I feel like it should have been able to do. Now I'm not gonna say it should have been perfect because they didn't have access to everything. I do put those things on like Disney or, or somebody that's got access to anybody, any money, any director, you should be fine. You should be perfect. If you weren't perfect, do it again. But they they probably didn't have that sort of level of bar, but it just didn't you know, the the whipsaw turn at the end just didn't do it for me and I don't it didn't think work they for it. you. I
0: agree. I mean it's like don't worry about watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Monica, you're five and one.
1: Okay. Well I I spent most of the year watching more streaming series than I did movies, but um I definitely uh got out to the theater and uh got a chance to see a few uh You know, um, we'll just say a few gems. I enjoyed The Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery probably more than most people. Um, I'm a Sherlock Holmes enthusiast, and uh, Agatha Christie, uh, I think, as much as I love Arthur Conan Doyle, I think I can make a pretty good argument that the Agatha Christie kind of twist-and-turn style mystery actually is superior literature, which is blasphemy coming out of my mouth. (laughs) But uh, The Glass Onion, um, you know, Ryan Johnson's, um, you know, tale with... um, Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. Um, This is the the sophomore go-around in uh, what is going to be a small series of of films featuring his character. Um, It's a sequel to Knives Out, and and I I felt it was um, incredibly enjoyable. Wonderful ensemble cast, lots of fun, and uh, you know, it just turn your brain off and just enjoy the ride. And um, you know, I, I had a lot of fun with that film. Um, coming in also, um, you know, these are, of course, in no order, but coming in uh, also will be Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Um, action Adventure, you know, it um, it reminded me very much of... Um, kind of the big summer blockbusters that came out in the, um, in the nineties and, you know, kind of had the nice nostalgia thing for me back when, um, like Will Smith was the king of, uh, of the American cinema in the summertime, the big, uh, <laughs> summer blockbusters, um, Top Gun Maverick, you know, puts Tom Cruise kind of back in the driver's seat and, um, you know, back into the character from, um, you know, the 1986 Top Gun film. And, uh, I thought it was incredibly enjoyable, lots of fun, and also uh, modern enough and enough social commentary where it it really felt plausible. Um, So I enjoyed that immensely. Um, Completely different genre shift. Um, I enjoyed Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That was a visual feast. Um, I mean, it's it's just it looks different than any other film that has been released in um, in recent years. Um, and um, you know there are enough twists and turns and uh, and and creepy things that um, are part of Guillermo's signature. Uh, so I, I thought that was wonderful. I think that's that's um, available on uh, on streaming on Netflix. Um, I also enjoyed The Woman King. Uh, and I thought uh, Viola Davis did an amazing job, um, you know, portraying the, uh, you know, uh, base, uh, like a, um w- sorry, the kingdom or a kingdom, or sorry, yeah, the ruler of a kingdom in Africa um, in the 18th and 19th centuries, and it was absolutely glorious, amazing casting, uh, amazing performance by Viola Davis. Uh, I am not sad that I that I saw that in the theater, um, just because I thought it was just. Glorious and visually stunning, um, but my favorite film of the year probably would be Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Mm. I know Michelle Yeoh um, uh, is, you know, um, being kind of tipped, um, you know, to win tons of awards this award season, and and um, we'll just say I think deservingly so. Uh, she plays an aging Chinese immigrant who ends up being swept up in a completely insane adventure um, where she is exploring other universes and connecting the lives that she could have led. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's definitely cerebral and conceptual, but uh, um, extraordinarily enjoyable my big stinker um aside from echoing yes um you know don't worry darling was was pretty awful but um, i think there was something that was even worse which was morbius
0: oh my oh. yes
1: yeah so i mean as um if, if we're looking at uh bad prestige films yes don't worry darling not a great prestige film but if you're looking for just um a a a Farago. bad bad um action film you know, you've got Morbius. Uh, avoid at all costs. I, I wish it would be good. I was pulling for Jared Leto after uh, uh, not doing so well in uh, The Suicide Squad and having Ken, uh, like a not really great turn as the Joker. I was I was really pulling for him to uh, to do something good within the superhero genre, and uh, this was definitely not, not it. it. Not oh. it at all.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm afraid we've got all heads nodding here. <laughs> Thank you so very much, folks. We don't know what you're watching, what you're giving thumbs up and thumbs down yourselves. Our email address is talkingpics at kcck.org for Professor Film Brown, Scott the Amazing Christmas, Christmas and from her remote in New York City, the marvelous Monica Schmidt. I'm Hollis Monroe on Jazz 88.3 KCCK.